0: What do the Vanderbilt Commodores have to possibly pull the homecoming upset? Well, a really impressive true freshman quarterback, among other things. Plus, Dennis Gates suggests doubling the size of the NCAA tournament. My reaction to that, coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day Hail hey, you true sons and daughters I'm John Miller your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online Bet Online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before Bet Online where the game starts and of course today we got to start with the Vanderbilt Commodores because this game is a little bit more dangerous possibly than a lot of Missouri fans may want to believe because yes over at betonline.net the Tigers are 14 point favorites but of course this wouldn't be the first time in Missouri history that the Tigers have been two touchdown favorites and lost. But first of all, when you actually look at the Commodores and, you know, I'm going to do my usual thing here. I'm going to break down one specific Vanderbilt football game. Take most of my my analysis from that because, well, last week... Vanderbilt lost to Georgia and about three or four weeks ago they lost to Alabama. So I didn't really want to take those games. It combined 110 to three. Again, thank goodness we could finally establish that Vanderbilt is not on those two teams level, right? But I did watch the Ole Miss game from a couple weeks ago because that one actually was competitive, at least for a while. Now let's start with AJ Swan the true freshman quarterback from the state of Georgia by the way this will actually be his fifth start coming up against Missouri he didn't start in week one a four-star player from high school according to rivals and 24-7 so a guy who does have some talent for sure in fact in the same ballpark as Sam Horn, you might say. He wasn't quite as highly ranked out of the state of Georgia as Horn, but a guy who had some solid offers and again a four star player like Horn was. And you can see why going back and watching that Missouri or excuse me, that Vanderbilt and Ole Miss football game. Swan has a very impressive arm, and even more impressively, he will hang in the pocket seemingly as long as it takes to get that throw off. Also had some really nice plays negated by holding penalties and other penalties in that ball game, too. Now, he did make one big mistake at one point where he threw the ball backwards, sort of in a bit of a panic. Ole Miss picks it up inside of the Vanderbilt five-yard line, scores the very next play. This is when the wheels had really fallen off for Vanderbilt at that point, and defensively, at a certain point, Ole Miss just had way, way too much for the Commodores to handle. Despite the fact that Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart threw a couple really bizarre interceptions in the first half, in my humble opinion. But on, other than those two interceptions, you know, the fact that Ole Miss had a twenty to ten lead at one point actually wasn't that much of a fluke, because again. While Swan is a really impressive quarterback, he's got a couple of pretty good wide receiver targets as well. The veteran, Will Shepard, is a really impressive weapon in the red zone, a third down guy, number 14. He's one you're really going to have to watch out for, for sure. He certainly is part of a really efficient red zone offense by the Commodores so far this season. Maybe the biggest reason of all, though, is their running game. They run the ball really efficiently with Ray Davis and the senior back. I'm just really impressed with him. I think he could be a pro, maybe not a, a pro bowl type player, but I do think he's just a solid, decisive runner. And frankly, I wish Missouri had this type of running game because Vanderbilt, from what I saw, they're always moving forward for the most part. And Davis, by the way, just a total, total workhorse He had nearly 20 carries in the first half of this ball game alone, and he's a solid receiver, too. Again, the guy just does just about everything well at the running back position. Now, when it comes to actually explosive plays for Vanderbilt, I think you're going to mostly see them rely on Jaden McGowan, another true freshman, along with A.J. Swan, by the way. He scored on a mostly yards after-catch type screenplay from about 35 yard, yards out in the first half against Ole Miss. And he's also their kickoff returner as well. Now, I'm not calling him a gadget player. I think he's better than that. But if you're looking for any type of gadget plays, well, that's going to be it. They're almost certainly going to be run with Jaden McCowan. But another thing with Ole Miss, or excuse me, with Vanderbilt, is they're certainly – going to be aggressive too one would think if the Ole Miss game is any indication certainly they were they were big underdogs in that game well they're going to be two touchdown underdogs on homecoming come Saturday afternoon as well we saw Ole Miss early in the ball game they had a fourth and two from the Ole Miss 45 they get it on a pass down the sidelines very aggressive play there also, fourth and two from the Ole Miss four-yard line, again, in the red zone, leading by three with two minutes left. They went for it there as well. so Also, later in the game, on a position where they were actually down fairly big at this point, a spot where a lot of coaches would have just said, oh, let's keep the, sc- the score close and pull a Bob Stoops against Missouri in 2010 and punt the ball away. That's not what that's not what Vanderbilt did. So I think you're going to see that team try to do the most they can to try to win this ball game. I I don't think you're going to see a conservative Vanderbilt team whatsoever. In fact, I think you're going to see quite the opposite. I think they're going to think, hey, we don't have a lot of chances to win in this conference, but maybe Missouri's one of them. And coming up, I did mention that Jaden McGowan is probably your gadget type player for Vanderbilt, the guy you always want to have an eye on in terms of where he's lining up on the field. Well, there's some other wrinkles that I think Vanderbilt is going to give Missouri on Saturday as well, including having two quarterbacks in the game at the same time. So let's talk about that. But first, you know what? It is going to be about 84 degrees as a high. Unbelievable, right? Late October, 84 degrees. Maybe they're making me regret being happy about that 3 p.m. kickoff. But you know what? In order to fight the sweat, I got the perfect product for you. It's called Sweat Block. Yes, no more pitted out gold Mizzou polos at the game. Nobody's gonna—you're not gonna be embarrassed when you raise your hand up signaling touchdown anymore. Because guess what? Once again, we have Sweat Block. Not only is this thing, doctor-recommended. It's literally doctor-created. Indeed, it was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. So guess what? That's how you know it's good. So if you are someone you love, or maybe if you don't love them, maybe you're just indifferent to them, but you don't want to stand next to their sweatiness. Well, again, if you know somebody who's who's struggling with sweat, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with the promo code Locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available at Amazon. Once again, that's 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com or Amazon. One wrinkle by Vanderbilt that I certainly think Blake Baker and the rest of the Missouri defensive coaching staff should be prepping the Tigers for come Saturday is having Mike Wright also in a quarterback along with AJ Swan Mike Wright started at least the first game for the Commodores came in as the second quarterback at one point with Swan actually in a back in the backfield then on the next snap you had Wright still in a quarterback Swan then lined up out wide like sort of your what what I guess is now a traditional I suppose wildcat play I guess I guess the wildcat is now 14 plus years old now they have a dummy cadence there throws off old miss gets him outside then an option play by white gets a first down then they bring him out and now it's the regular package here with Swan and at quarterback. But that three play sequence there was very effective and threw Ole Miss's defense off a little bit. And then later in the ball game you saw them bring Mike Mike Wright in once again at quarterback inside the red zone, almost as as James Franklin, as a true freshman, was used back in 2010 when Blaine Gabbert was the starter. Well, Franklin would often come in in the red zone and in certain short yardage situations, and it was quite effective. In fact, since then, and since seeing how effective. People like Cam Newton have been in short yardage. I've often thought if you have that wrinkle, if you have that type of player on your roster, well, that can be a really big advantage to have. Now, the balance is, yeah, sometimes you got to throw the ball in the red zone too, but man, it just sure seems like running the ball, especially, you know, you got it first and goal from the three and just try to cram it in like that. Seems to be the most effective way to actually get in there. And And by the way, before... I get to my reaction to Dennis Gates wanting to double the size of the NCAA tournament and other Missouri basketball notes from SEC media days as well. There was one interesting play from that Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game that I'd never seen before, a lateral to Davis, backwards pass, that Ray Davis, that is, the Vanderbilt running back. Well, he then throws it back the other side. Of the field, all the way across the field to AJ Swan. Thank the Brad Smith throwback screen against Nebraska in 2003 for you longtime fans. Well, Davis, the running back, again gets completely blown up. Like, Swan throws the backward pass, the running back throws the forward pass, and he just gets destroyed. A flag is thrown for, yes, roughing the passer. And, folks, that's why it's called. Not roughing the quarterback, it's called roughing the passer. And honestly, I don't think I've ever seen that called. I've never seen roughing the passer on a non-quarterback ever in my entire life. So I just thought that was really interesting. Now, regardless of whether that should be a rule or is the... like, Do you still get the same roughing the passer protection after a lateral's been thrown to you? I guess so. I'm not totally certain on that. But regardless, that was an unnecessary roughness penalty either way. That guy teed off with about three full steps after he threw the ball. Just thought that was sort of an interesting note. By the way, the Missouri Vanderbilt line over at betonline.net, hanging in there. Tigers still 14-point favorites. As of now, you got to bet $55 to win 10 if you want to take the money line, get the Tigers to actually just went straight up. But the total continuing to creep down, now down to 51. Was it 52 The last at last check the last time I was with you all here on this program? Still like it, but again, it's down 3.5 points, that total, from its high. And also, frankly, after seeing the Vanderbilt defense not put up a lot of resistance there in the second half, it does worry me a tiny bit. But if you had it anywhere at close to 4 54 and a half excuse me well good on you but regardless of what you're into whether it is college football in terms of betting the NFL NBA just got started the NHL in fact all sports are happening right now seemingly so check it all out over at betonline.net where the game starts Whether you're an athletic director or a conference commissioner, it sure seems to me that at least publicly, your number one job is to say a whole bunch of words without actually saying anything. And with that in mind, you got to thank Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, one of the all-time greats. He truly is. And while while saying absolutely nothing for the most part, he seems pretty likable while doing it. But... Unfortunately, he got my goat a little bit with some classic corporate buzz phrases. This time he said he was talking about expanding the NCAA tournament and he was talking about how we need to expand access points. Oh boy, access points. See, I I just don't like evasive language that is sort of clouded in, I don't know, popular political phrases like access. Like, really? How about you just tell me the truth, Greg? If you're saying you want to expand access points, let's just be real. You would like to expand the amount of money that is coming into the SEC's coffers. That's what you would really like to expand. And in order to do that, well, you got to do what the NBA has done, Major League Baseball has done, and the NFL has also done in the past couple seasons, which is expand the playoffs. Well, We're going to expand the NCAA tournament, one of the biggest money makers. As far as that goes, I understand. But at the same time, it goes back to the classic thing, don't tell me that this is amateur athletics then. Just from a fan's perspective, I got to say, I'm just not all that interested in expanding the NCAA tournament too much. But Dennis Gates took it even farther. He said, quote, I would like to see it double to be honest with you, because I truly believe there's some great coaches who are left out of the tournament. There's some great players that we have not seen on that platform that we'll now see. And there are some great games already existing with some unbelievable excitement, and I think there's more out there for us to add. So I'm all for it because it creates an opportunity, not just for our fan base, but for our game, for our tournament to grow yeah, I hear you. It does feel a little bit like a coach talking his book, right? I think almost every coach, considering you make the NCAA tournament, more often than not, you're going to be safe. It's called job security. So if I can expand that out quite a bit, in fact, double my chances of job security, perhaps, well, sounds wonderful. I will say, though, in terms of creating access points and Allowing people to be on a platform. i got to say I'm a little bit skeptical on all this. Because if you actually double the size of the NCAA tournament, does that mean we're going to actually see better basketball? Are we sure that the law of diminishing returns, which always is, is undefeated at a certain point, does it not hit the ceiling pretty hard with, my gosh, I can't even do the math. What is it, 132 teams? Yeah, no, uh, 136 teams. If you go 68 times two, that's insane. Let's knock it off here, folks. I, I just think the idea that you're creating more access well, yeah, access for mediocre SEC teams and teams in the high majors because, yeah, well, you'll see some teams that from Cleveland State's old conference that may have finished second or third occasionally those teams are going to get in now you'll see some second place teams from mid-majors get in but for the most part what you're really going to see you're already seeing practically half of the southeastern conference for example getting into the ncaa tournament sometimes more do we want it to be two-thirds do we want 75 percent of the league getting in missouri was just finished picked to finish 11th in the conference Do we want 11 teams from the conference getting into the tournament because while as time has gone along here more and more emphasis on the tournament, less emphasis on the season itself. Well, to me, you're you're, you're borderline killing the season if you double the size of the tournament at this point. So, Dennis Gates, with all due respect, I think I'm going to have I think I'm going to be a big fan of you as a basketball coach. I'm certainly cautiously optimistic, but I got to disagree with you on about every level on this one. And thanks, as always, for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. Be sure to send a friend to LockedOnMizzou.com for all your pertinent links to this podcast feed. And also, hey, you want a nightly recap of everything in sports, check out Locked on Sports today. It'll be in your feed every morning, giving you exactly what you need, a short quick and dirty recap of the night in sports you're gonna love it i promise so just check out locked on sports today youtube or wherever you get your podcasts so until tomorrow or we'll talk about what is apparently a gold face mask uniform reveal ah yes a big time edition of project run play coming at you tomorrow right here on locked on mizzou